0: Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Bobby and Dr. Jess, two physical therapists doing our best to lead healthy lives most of the time. Moderation is important, right? See our glasses as half full, some days this is much harder than others and hope to share that perspective with you. We, are, we love to interview others that are more knowledgeable than us than on other topics and provide some insight and education to us all. So before we get started, Dr. Jess,
1: what is in your glass today? Well, this morning I have finished my my cup of coffee. Coffee, so now I'm moving on to my smoothie, uh, which is got lots of dark fruit in it, uh, oat milk, protein powders, some chia seeds, some ground flax seed, microgreens, <laughs> lots yeah. of good stuff. Yeah, so it really fills me up. Like that's it's a it's a big impact right there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass?
0: I just have coffee this morning, so just getting up and going. So
1: coffee morning it is. There we go. And then with us today, this is the first episode in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we have a special guest. Her name is Amanda, and I'm going to let Amanda introduce herself. However, first, Amanda, what's in your glass?
2: I am have the very exciting Hydro Flask full of good old H2O this morning. <laughs>
1: there we go. <laughs> I love it. So,
2: Amanda, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Um, So I'm Amanda Napolitano, and Mm -hmm. I am the executive director of the Donna Foundation, Um, avid runner and um, lover of all things half full and (laughs) excited to
1: to be on the show today. Yeah, that is awesome. So, Uh When we talk about breast cancer awareness and October, this is a really big topic and we love to be able to uh, jump on board and also be part of that conversation and raise some awareness. So Breast Cancer Awareness Month is something that is is uh, a very 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 big topic, and so we want to kind of start the month by saying yes. This is this is so much to bite off at once. So what if we kind of start by that community level participation of breast cancers? So I think anybody listening to this podcast probably knows somebody or has been um, affected by breast cancer in some way shape or form—a friend, a family member, themselves, um, you know, a, a colleague—and it's it's just very prevalent. And so with that experience of breast cancer comes a, a myriad of uh, experiences in that individual's life, the life of those that are, are close to them as well. And so, Amanda, what, how how does the Donna Foundation fit into this experience from a societal level? And then, and then we'll get into that more individual level. Sure. So, you know,
2: the Donna Foundation, really our vision is is to transform the experience of breast cancer from something that is clearly full of fear uh, and frustration to something that's full of love and support. I think regardless of where you fit in the journey of breast cancer, whether you're a patient or, you know, or a friend or a family member or a neighbor or, you know, a colleague, all of the, 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 you know, roles that you just mentioned, you know, all of us experience, um, you know, our own sort of dose of fear with it. Um, And, and it's, it's also super frustrating for, for many families and patients. And so, you know, we ask ourselves as a, as a vision, as a, as a community partner, um, you know, with all of these all of these people, um, you know, how can we change that, that journey for, for, for those uh, living with breast cancer? So at the Donna Foundation, um, we really focus on three ways of doing that. Um, the first is to transform really the financial picture. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing stresses people out more than being really <laughs> trapped for money. Absolutely. And you know the reality of a breast cancer diagnosis is that it comes with some financial hardship for many. And so, um, you know, we we come in with our Donna care line and 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 try to find sources of debt relief for families so that they don't have to choose between putting food on the table and and getting the important treatment that they need. Um, we also um, do this by funding critical research so that there's hope for a future right? You know, it, it's, you know, we can face things if we know that, that, you know, there's light down the road, right? That, right. That, that, there's, that there's hope. Um, And so, and so we think it's important to continue to, to look for ways to, um, you know, to save lives. And the reality is we're, we're saving people every day with breast cancer now. Yeah. So let's continue to do that until, you know, breast cancer is just a part of the mm-hmm. history books that we talk about. Remember back when? <laughs> um, and then lastly, you know, it's, it's all about being healthy and, you know, putting one foot in front of the other every day, um, lifting one another and celebrating survivorship. And, and all of us can do that regardless of, of, you know, if you are a specifically a breast cancer survivor or not. And so, um, what we're probably most famous for around here are the Donna run event, or so the national marathon to finish breast cancer in February. And, and, um, our 5k with the players championship now in October. And, um, we have a mother's day 5k now on mother's oh. Day in Riverside. So, um, you know, and really that's all about making, you know, making healthy choices and, um, and, uh, and then empowering one another and lifting one another in love.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So that was a super long answer. To your question. Yeah. I love it. No, so I
0: how did you guys get all how did everything get started? How did the Donna Foundation start, you know?
2: Well, 20 years ago, I believe that is tw- we are celebrating <laughs> our 20th year at the Donna Foundation. So in June of 2003, um, Donna Deegan, who is a three time breast cancer survivor, um, lives here locally. At the time, she was the anchor for First Coast News. Um, she launched the Donna foundation specifically to, to meet that financial need. Um, Mm -hmm. she was hearing from a number of families in our community here, um, as she was journeying through breast cancer that, um, you know, that, that, that they were really struggling to make ends meet, that they were truly having to choose between their treatment and, and, you know, keep the lights on and. And so she, Donna was inspired to, to launch the Donna foundation to, to meet those underserved in our community. And, um, 20 years down the road, we've served, you know, over 17,000 families, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, secured, um, millions of dollars in debt relief for those families, about half a million, um, every year. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was 20 years ago. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh and then and then Donna's a runner. So, um, you know, she she was she was already putting one foot in front of the other to raise money for the Donna Foundation, um selling t-shirts, you know, run with Donna. She was running various local Jacksonville races and um partnered up with Jeff Galloway, who's America's coach for marathoning and And Dr. Edith Perez at Mayo Clinic and, and decided that, that there needed to be a marathon, a traditional national marathon for breast cancer. And so in 2008, we launched the national marathon to finish breast cancer and, um, sort of expanded the Donna Foundation's reach to, uh, meet financial critical needs, uh, as well as to fund research. And, and, um, I don't know that we realized it at the time. We knew that, 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 um, you know the objective was to get people healthy and off the couch and 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 celebrating one another but but I don't think until we we actually crossed finish lines in 2008 that we realized how powerful that day was for the community to you know gather for this purpose
0: yeah. and
2: and how many family members and husbands and brothers and um you know just people that that often feel like there's not much they can do, gave them something to do Mm -hmm. and, um, and gave finish line to, to so many people that, that, um, you know, we're in such fearful places. And if you've ever crossed a finish line, you know, how empowering that feels. Um, so it's become a really big part of what we do here at the Donna foundation.
1: Absolutely. And it's it's a huge event. I mean, here in Jacksonville, everybody knows about it. Um, huge turnout. Uh, So, so yeah, it's, that's awesome. I I think from, from my perspective, so I treat individuals uh, that have difficulty after breast cancer as, you know, from a physical therapy perspective, lymphedema, axillary hoarding, myofascial pain syndrome. So there's, there's a lot of uh, sensitivity to what happens with breast cancer that was on my radar. And so when I moved to Jacksonville and I learned about the Donna foundation, I was like, this is so good. This is like such healthy conversation that we're having, and it's not something that in other communities that I've lived in that we haven't had a community that has been as supportive, and which is which was really refreshing for me as a provider to know that patients have that kind of support, um, which is which is cool. Uh, so. From uh, from the, pr- the perspective, I really like how you tapped into the perspective of the caregiver and how important that is because caregivers oftentimes have a lot of struggle with this diagnosis and the focus uh, is with the patient and the needs of the patient and the and the care of the patient. Um, however, from from the outsider's perspective, it's horribly painful to watch somebody go through such a difficult diagnosis and they themselves need support. They themselves need an outlet for being able to, um, you know, Uh, deal with and process everything and still have their energy go into something important and meaningful and making some sort of impact Uh, so I I love that the race is able to do that Um, are there other ways that you've noticed that caregivers are able to be supportive to the individuals or not even caregivers it could be friends or family or you know anybody
2: Yeah. Well, we, you know, we've already talked about, you know, the runs Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, if you are a runner, you know how much of an outlet that is period. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I could remain sane without, you know, my, (laughs) my, (laughs) so, um, you know, I do think that, that it's a wonderful way for, you know, caregivers and family members, um, you know, with the patients to, to, um, you know, sort of have something that, that you can be intentional about and purposeful about, to train for, um, you know, one of the events that, that we produce. Um, you know, I, I think the Donna, I know the Donna Caroline is another resource that, um, that, that many times we're working with the caregivers rather than directly with the patients. Um, you know, it's a complicated thing, the financials of a breast cancer diagnosis, uh, impacts the whole family. Um, and, um, you know, part of what we do with the care line is, provides sort of that case management role. Uh, that's a term that, that probably the three of us know very well, but <laughs> perhaps not everyone understands what that means. It's it's really like a project manager for your journey through your medical care, you know, as as you're going to, through your treatments and everything else, um, you know, to understand the financial implication of all of that is, can be complicated. And so um, our case managers really step in and walk alongside the families and sort of help navigate those waters um, and make families aware of all of the support that's out there. There's a lot of it. It's just, you know, the the average person doesn't know that it's there, right? So so we're a connector, you know, to, um, you know, a, a simple example might be that you're struggling to... Um, you know, pay a utility bill um, because of of cash flow issues with with paying for treatment. Um, you know, our case managers could get on a conference call with a representative from JEA, for example, and put you on a you know a deferred program, or perhaps there's um, other programs that the utility company might provide to offset those bills for you so that again, you're able to continue your treatment because you're not having to choose between keeping the lights on. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, you know, simple connections like that can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think
0: those case managers are so important because, you know, a lot of times, even just if we're ill, like it's just the here and now and like, not looking into the future and not even kind of understanding or what's even available, like the therapy that's available to you afterwards, the counseling that's available, like all those things. So I feel like that's so important to have someone on your side to like, be like, Hey, like, this is where we could go. This is what we can do. You know, you have all of these options and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, helping them through that process,
1: I think is so important. I agree. And seeing that bigger picture of, It's health is important, obviously. And that's like the number one thing that you're always going for. But the minute that we put all of our eggs into one basket is the minute that another basket is going to be completely empty. And so it's being able to fill each basket the way oftentimes I describe it to a patient, you know, I've got like, well, if you have this ring, right. And there's baskets all the way around the ring. And then you've got one that's like sleep, one's interpersonal relationships, one's your health, one's finances, one's, you know, who knows, like, you know, your job and like anything, anything that makes you whole. And so if you put too much into one, it starts to tip. And so even though one is really, really stressful, you still have to be able to keep enough in the others to keep it level-ish and not completely like unbalanced. And so anything in our society that can help be supportive of that more well-rounded, seeing the individual as a whole experience and not just a medical diagnosis is really, really important and highlighting wherever that exists. In Jacksonville, it's the Donna Foundation and other communities. There's other foundations that exist that help that individual keep it balanced because you're alive, but then you have no lights. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) It's not a choice at all, right? Ah, It's not. Maslow's hierarchy of needs says that we have to have food shelter safety. So if food shelter safety aren't met then you're not going to be able to really invest in your treatment and your stress level is going to be so high. We've done plenty of episodes about stress. If you have any interest <laughs> in learning more about stress, tap back into those episodes. I think they aired maybe in March, I want to say with stress. And so maybe April, but- um, March, April, around there. Yeah there's a lot there about the stress response and how inflammatory that can be to our bodies. And so keeping that stress level managed as a patient is really important. And then obviously like that caregiver's role in stress level management and how to work together as a team so that you're constantly seeing that as how can we keep this all balanced, even though it's hard, even though it's a struggle, even though this is overwhelming. What can we do to work together to do this? And that's that's tough because somebody doesn't necessarily know what to say. There's no right thing to say. It's it's not about that. It's how can I help you keep that basket full, whatever basket that might be. And it could be simple as going for a walk together, like just just going for a walk together, not even talking about cancer, mm-hmm. just seeing the individual as a human, as a friend, like, hey. Like I'm going to go walk, would you like to come with me? And even if you know they can't walk as far as you normally would, let them know, "Hey, I'm going to do a shorter route today just to take that stress level off. My plan today was to do a little bit shorter. I would love if you would come with me. I do better if I have a support with me." Now that person is your support? What? <laughs> like yeah. how empowering is that? That's so empowering. Like it like when you're like most people don't like to receive help. It really is stinky to have to ask for help. So for somebody to ask you for help when you're having to ask so much for help from others is is huge. Um, things like that are what the Donna Foundation is supporting. Hey, let's train for that 5K together. Let's see if we can do it. Um, you know, don't worry about the marathon and stuff like that just yet. I mean, in the future, absolutely make it a goal. If it's- uh-huh. Yeah, Oh, my patients know, like when they come in on that first day, And I'm like, what's your reach goal? And they're like, I mean, I can't even think about that. I'm like, that's okay. But like, really, like long term, what's like, what's that reach look like? And they might say something like a marathon or dragon boating or whatever it might be. And I mean, we're like at the point where there's still like drains. I mean, it is like not a good time in life. But you know what? That is what like we're dangling. We're dangling towards that. So that when we're in the midst of like the chaos and how difficult just the struggle of like washing your hair is, we're like, that's okay. Because when we're working on getting this shoulder up, that's going to help with that dragon boating in the future, right? It not it as simple as washing your yeah. hair. It's boring. They don't to just be able to wash their hair. <laughs> yeah. So Jess, have you done the marathon yet? I haven't done the marathon. So Bobby, I was gonna do the half, but then we went to that conference in February. And it was the same. Oh it's the as, same weekend. You're not allowed to go to that conference anymore. <laughs> it was the same exact weekend. And then so I flew I flew in on that Sunday and it was like cold and raining, like the rain was like blowing sideways, and like I was like, oh
2: it <laughs> was pretty gritty. It was pretty gritty last last February. It was
1: a tough one last year. Yeah. I had so, some friends yeah. run it and they were like um you weren't there when i was getting rained on <laughs> i was like i almost got the power cut off in san antonio because there was like such cold weather that there was like warnings going out everywhere that do Texas- remember that
0: <laughs> yeah we got yeah. A, we got a note in our hotel to like fill the bathtub and stuff <laughs> oh
1: <gosh>. oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, like it was <laughs> weekend. freezing cold in San Antonio that same weekend as as the Donna race. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's definitely something that is on my agenda for next year. Sorry, um, no, sorry, APTA conference, a few overlap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we can oh, make that it. this year's uh this year's a conference. Come down and do the race. Exactly.
1: There we go. There in we go. There.
2: But I want to pick up on something you were saying earlier about, um, you know, working with your patients and, and giving them the reach goals and getting, giving them goals. Um, you know, I, I think we've come such a long way as an industry in the breast cancer community of continuing that idea and concept of exercise Mm -hmm. throughout treatment, right? So many studies now are showing and telling us that, that, you know, a, a body in motion, right. That, that continuing to, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, Boston qualifying speeds of a marathon, (laughs) I mean, breast cancer, no, but I think, you know, giving yourself a goal of, you know, run, walking a 5k, you know, journeying with your treatment as your body allows you to, right. Mm Yep. is is super healthy. Um, And I'm seeing a lot more physicians, partner with their patients that way, you know, come to our events with their patients. Um, Mm -hmm. Dr. Dawn Salem, I don't know if you know who she is. She's a physician at Mayo um, brought, um, gosh, it was a team of probably 30 people to our Mother's Day event. It was so beautiful to watch, you know, those, those women participate and, and feel great about themselves. And, and um uh, it's just so healthy I think I you know it, it, it's you know it's sort of like when I was running through my pregnancies right you know we've come such a long way that way too of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know continue to do what you normally do mm-hmm. and keep your body healthy there's there's really no reason to you know abruptly stop these things
0: well and there's so many benefits with it just regardless if you, you know you're going through this or not there's so many benefits of exercise it can as long as your body can handle. And, you know, there's so much good to it. The endorphins that are released, like the, the physical, the mental Mm -hmm. to kind of help you through that time.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I think like, cause you know, I did the same thing through pregnancy. People are like, you're crazy. You should just sit and relax. I'm like, no, No. not that that's like opposite of (laughs) evidence-based. So, uh, (laughs) well, also how you feel. Absolutely. Like, how do you feel after sitting around for like a week doing nothing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, we always have to consider anytime there's a role change in your life, whether you have a diagnosis, whether you are pregnant and about to take on a new role, you still have to be able to not have the rest of your roles uh, be changed all at once just because of that one change, because that is also a major stressor and that can mm-hmm. be it can it can be difficult so if you only see yourself as a patient or as a pregnant person or as a whatever fill in the blank then what about everything else like you are you are more than that and so maintaining your level of activity with what you like to do helps you maintain that role that you have and it keeps you as you there's nothing that changed about you nothing changed about your spirit who you are nothing like that changed it's and I, th- I think the more that we can talk about that, the better people can really navigate being friends with somebody that has a diagnosis, because it's mm-hmm. not this like, oh, you know, she doesn't have hair now. Well, should I like say sorry? I mean, it's it's, it's not about pity. It's like still see her as her. Hey, girl, yeah. what's up? Like, like, I love that cap that you have on, like, you know, Hey, so let's go over it just like we've always done, you know, if they feel up to it or wherever it might be, but like, just making sure that we're still like seeing them not as, 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 you know, anything that's less than, you know, as normal interpersonal as possible. Um, You know, and it's, like I said, pregnancy is a perfect example of that. (laughs) Hey, you should, you should sit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the wrong person to say that too. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't tell me what I should do. I, I will let my body dictate what it feels comfortable with doing. I will modify my activity based on my current condition, but there's no reason to just to sit and succumb to whatever this might be, you know, absolutely not. Um, so, and and that's the expectation I have with patients. Like, what are you, like, are you able to walk up and down the street? Well, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Continue to do. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like, actually, we've got to keep that cardiovascular system healthy. Really? I mean, like we, and it's good for your um, bone integrity. It's good for maintaining your hip extension. It's good for, you know, the vitamin D. It's good for um, pain control. It's good for emotional regulation. Like, wait, I'm not hearing anything it's bad for. Oh, that's right. Because it's not, it's not. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, so yeah. So okay. that that's the kind of you know big takeaway with some of these the organizations that are really supportive of keeping bodies moving, but then also seeing other needs that arise outside of the healthcare needs. That's what our hospitals are for. <laughs> They're very good at that. Um, but then the other needs that arise as well. Yeah. So this
0: question is kind of for both of you, because Jess, I know you see a lot of um, patients after going through breast cancer. And then Amanda, obviously you are, you have them all around as well and experience a lot with them. So for someone like me, where, you know, I had a, a neighbor like 20 years ago that had breast cancer, you know, I know people, but I'm not, I don't see it often. And I don't see it daily. How can I both two ways? How can I help someone that I know that is? going through, like to offer help without them having to ask, like, what are some things I could look for to make some, a day easier for them? That's kind of one question. And then the other question is, is how can I start to look? So I'm in Chicago, Amanda, I'm not down in Jacksonville. So both for those people down in Jacksonville, how could they get involved in their community? Um, I know there's the runs, but is there anything else that they could do? And then also for us that are far, um, any ideas on how we can start to search in our communities to see what's available?
2: Well, the first thing I'll sort of answer your questions backwards. Um, okay. <laughs> the Foundation um, through our Donna Caroline, we help families nationwide. So uh, anyone who might be listening, um, you do not have to be in the Jacksonville area to seek support from the Donna Caroline. So if, you know, if you or if, um, if you have a family member and you need you need assistance, you know, please go to thedonnafoundation.org um, and um, and uh, there's a there's a online form that you can fill out uh, as well as a telephone number to call, and we'd be happy to walk with you and and help you through the financial complexities of of uh, your journey with breast cancer. Uh, so that's the first thing I'll say, um, you know, in terms of, 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 you know, being a a member of the tribe, you know, offering support to a loved one, you know, I, you know, I think Jess, you said it very well earlier, it's continue to be you, you know, Bobby, in, in whatever way that makes you uniquely you and you uniquely that neighbor and you uniquely that friend don't stop doing that continue to do all of that. Um, I mean, yes, there's, there's some things that, that you could call and offer to do. Hey, do you need a ride? Do you need anybody just to, to go hang with you while, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, treatment or, you know, other things like that. But, um, but to me, most of what I hear from families, you know, patients is just, just to treat them like them, you know, Mm that their, their identity is still their identity. They're still, they're still Amanda. They're still Jess, you mm-hmm. know, they're still Bobby, right? They're still that person. So yeah. um, you know, in in whatever way to to continue to to be that friend and neighbor, continue to be that friend and neighbor.
1: Yeah. I think that- um, I think I'd tag on to that as well. And when you when you know that something is like really quite difficult, you can tell that like maybe the stress level in the house is pretty high. Asking simple things like, hey, like, would it be helpful if I, you know, dropped off some a couple meals? you know, would that, would that help you that like one less thing to think about, um, and it's healthy. And so you're not like getting done with stuff, um, might be, might be helpful just for even the other people in the house. The individual might not feel like eating too much. They might be kind of sensitive to, you know, foods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So like asking what would, what would be helpful if I were to drop off some food or a smoothie or, you know, like what's going well. I know when um, my, my stepdad went through his journey with, he had a different form of cancer. He did very well with, I had this like homemade broth and soup that I made and it like, he loved it. And it was like, it went down easy. It was full of nutrients and it could stay hydrated. Um, And so I was just like, what, what goes down well? And he was like, you know, that soup you make. And then I had this like other dish that I make. He's like, oh my gosh, that one. I can eat it and, <laughs> and it stays down. It feels good. I'm like great. So it was just like so. I just stocked his freezer. Literally stocked it. That way, uh, if it was a day that you know, and in and, and containers that were he could take it out and like heat it up. It was like a main mm-hmm. thing. You have to defrost it and then cut it. Yeah, It was individual serving containers. So he could take it out, let it defrost, and then he could heat it up whenever he felt like eating it. So something like as simple as that, that I was like, well, I can do this because I can't go to appointments. But if I can make one step in your day less stressful, then great. And, you know, he told me many times afterwards, oh my gosh, like having this food in the freezer, it just lets me relax. When I get home, I'm like, that was the easiest thing I could have done. I'm already (laughs) milking from the family. So like, it's so easy for me to do that. So it's just things that are like that, but like letting them have the say, don't just drop off something random Mm -hmm. because who knows if that's going to, you know, food allergies and sensitivities and everything else. And they may say, we have too much food. Oh my gosh, please don't bring any more. Cause then they're like uh, overloaded. Um, but I think like just asking for a little bit of feedback can be helpful. Um, and if they say we're solid, we're fine, then, you know, then don't force it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's it's kind of, it's still conversation-based I think. Yeah, versus making a um, an inference of what they will like or want. Um, you know, it's that's yeah. a little bit tough.
2: Yeah. You know, and we talk about love over fear a lot over here at the Donna foundation. It's sort mm-hmm. of our mantra. And, and I think, you know, love is, is, is an action,
0: mm-hmm. right.
2: And, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And as simple as just a text, Hey, I'm thinking about you today. Love you. Right. Yeah. basically just Transform someone's day, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just little things sometimes that, that doesn't have to be a grand gesture, right. Okay. Just some, some kind of little, Hey, thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: Those are all
1: things, all the little things we could do. Yeah. Was there any other question? I think there's three and I'm trying to think, oh, in their community, if there's any other organizations like the Donna Foundation.
0: Yeah. Like how can we, how could you get a little bit more involved, you know, if you wanted to?
2: Well, in terms of the Donna Foundation, um, you know, um, the, the, got tongue twisted hello um marathon (laughs) weekend is an event that brings people from all over the world um so i encourage anyone who's listening to put it on your calendar it is the first weekend in february the 3rd through the 5th uh 2023 there is a distance for everyone um from the kids with the donna dash to uh the 5k the half marathon and the marathon um, and then we also have a really fun event that we're launching um today, if this is gonna air the beginning of breast cancer awareness month, right? <laughs>
0: um
2: the concept is to walk a mile a day um for one hundred and ten days. It's a Donna One ten challenge. Um, we have an ultra marathon for marathon weekend that athletes run 110 miles over two days. So this is kind of a nod to that event. Mm -hmm. Um, but really geared for, for families and, and, uh, for people who just want an objective to, to get out the door every day and move their bodies for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Right. So, um, walk a mile a day challenge starts October 1st and, uh, basically wraps up as we approach marathon weekend. If you can get out, for the most part, a mile a day, and you earn an amazing medal and, and shirt Mm -hmm. that will, that will send you. And it helps to fund the critical programs of the Donna foundation, which, which obviously, um, you know, it takes resources to, to manage our programs. So I encourage everybody to get involved, move your body and, and help us serve families. And we'll write it down below, but
0: can you tell us again, where we'd go if we wanted to sign up for the, for the races?
2: Sure. So all of the information is at the Donna foundation.org, um, or specific to Donna marathon weekend, marathon.com. Perfect. Yeah.
1: And in the episode descriptions, both on YouTube and on, um, the podcast itself through, uh, Apple, the, uh, all the, all the links and all of that stuff will be provided. So you don't have to like be trying to write it down or, you know, if you're driving, please don't look down at your phone. <laughs> be safe. Uh, so all of that will be provided in the, in the descriptions. So Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate all of your information that you had to share. It's a it's a foundation that I'm I'm very grateful for having this in in my local community. So I was happy to be able to share this to our listeners as well. And, um, and I'll help to educate Dr. Bobby on, you know just a little bit of a different perspective on, on uh, what can happen with a breast cancer diagnosis. So this is gonna be the topic that we'll continue with through the rest of October. We've got some other guests coming on both individuals that have been uh, affected by breast cancer and then we'll talk with um, some other professionals as well so uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, we, you know, we also are you know, trying to put out content that is helpful for everybody. So uh, make sure to subscribe so that you see the updated episodes uh, on your phone. Uh, they air on Sundays. So I think Sunday mornings at 10 is when the episodes will go out. So you get that notification. So all right, everybody. Well, I appreciate the conversation, Amanda, and I look forward to uh, meeting up in person soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.